Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful biblically based messages live and down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live on the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God for our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will discuss the question, Why was sin permitted? We will be looking at what the Bible teaches. Our guest speaker is based in Warwickshire, in the West Midlands region of England. More about our guest after we've had some music. Drain the old 
with the scroll contain the whole ghost stretched from sky to sky the love of God how rich and sin permitted? We will be discussing this question tonight with Elder Chris Sweeney. Have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes. Let's now call him and see if he's available. Hello? Hello, good evening. Elder Chris, you're live on Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. How are you oh, keeping good this evening? evening? Good evening. Yes, good evening. Oh, yes, welcome. You. Well, Elder Chris, thank you. tonight we will discuss, we'll start discussing some of these questions together. How does the Bible okay. state that God plants? Can men know what God's purposes are? What thoughts does God have towards mankind? Has God left man alone to deal with sin? And can God be blamed for people's choices? Well, Elder Chris, before we start, shall we have a word of prayer together? Yes, yes. Yes, go ahead, Elder Chris. Uh, Gracious Heavenly Father, as we um, discuss these important topics and questions, Father, help us to understand that um, your divine plan um, to understand more of you and to get to know who you are and to desire to address those questions that we might have and address them through the Word of God, to the Bible, yes. that we can have a better understanding of who God is and also understand who we are in His great plan of salvation. Bless us this um, evening and bless those who are listening. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Elder Chris, how does the Bible state that God's plans? What would you like to share with us about this this evening? Well, if you know, John, if we take um, as we you know address the the Bible, it's God's divine revelation of who He is and what He does. And I like to think that um, you know, at a practical level, you know, as we look. You know, look, you go outside and look around us, look at the stars. You know, the Bible speaks in the first, um, in the beginning. What does the Bible say? God created the heavens and the earth. So we have here an all-powerful creator 
and the Lord has revealed himself in his created works. Now we're told in um, um, the Bible tells us that even his eternal power and Godhead is made known. And he has a plan for um, humanity. Uh, the Bible says, and you know, if you turn to Genesis 1, um, 27, 28. Okay, let's go there. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, 28. If, yeah, if you could read that for us. Let's go ahead and read it, please, Elder Chris. Uh, Genesis, um, you're, you're in the Bible, yeah? Genesis, if everyone's in there, in Genesis chapter 1, 27 and 28, the Bible reads that, um, oops, sorry, my scriptures, my Bible here is 27, 28, it says here, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them and and god blessed them and said unto them be fruitful and multiply right. and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moved upon the earth right. so you know here we have right there the god created man created the earth had a plan had a purpose for man it this plan hasn't changed even though sin did enter into this world there's still an invitation to all of god's creatures his created beings to come under his plan his purposes and okay. this plan and purpose extended to fallen man right and what was god's plan here initially with the Bible text that you're sharing. Okay, read um, read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9, if you want to read that. Yes, yeah, so we're looking at Genesis chapter, we're looking at the verses that you've brought to our attention, yes. Just, um, if you could, because you brought these verses to our attention, and um, just, if you could share with our listeners, please, what God's plan was with these Bible texts. So, in the beginning, God, in his pleasure, created, you know, the heavens and the earth. He made... Um, in his great wisdom and his great might, the creator created this earth, created it to be popular, uh, populated by those who him he created, man and women. Right. And to multiply and to increase. Right. So it was God's plan. Yes. So it was God's plan to create man. Mm -hmm. So that's what his plan was. And what was his plan? What did he plan man to do? What did this Bible text share with us, Elder Chris? Multiply. Do it. He's, he, he, um, you know, the Lord, God's original purpose, the creation of earth is, to, it, is fulfilled as he made, the, you know, he made this a, a place for his, um, his created beings to be happy, right. to abide, okay. to build, and right. to continue, you know, to continue and multiply. Yes, okay. Carry on, Elder Chris. Uh, but the real, in the real purpose, and then as I said, sin entered. And this did not change God's plan. But if we read Ephesians 1 9, we can hear more of this plan if you want to read that out loud. Yes, Elder Chris. Yes, if you could read the text, please. Um, verses 9. Um, Ephesians 1, verses um, 9 
and 10. Okay, what does it say to us? Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he had purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Right. You see, sin had caused a disruption. Um, man no longer um, glorified God. They walked away from the plan that God had envisioned for them in the beginning. Right. He had said, "Fly and subdue," and His name would have, you know, this would have grown uh, the peace and uh, the, um, the, you know, the, 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 the before the before the fall of man, God envisioned, you know, uh, a people that were to multiply and glorify His name. And when sin entered, um, this plan hadn't changed. It's just now that God had now revealed more of his plan right which he purposed in himself when he made man right and, and what was this plan he was going to fully recover man back to god's original purpose and plan okay so that's verse 10 when it says that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather mm -hmm. together in one all things in christ both in heaven, which are in heaven and we shall on earth even in him so in essence so, yes mm -hmm. so in essence elder chris so the bible teaches that us that it was god's plan that when sin came into existence on this earth christ would be the one who would seek to redeem the earth from the curse of sin this is right so the great this then began the great plan this is our understanding of the great plan of redemption results in fully bringing back the world unto God's favor. All that was lost by sin is going to be restored. And this is the unveiling right. of God. So God's original purpose in the creation of the earth is fulfilled as it's made an eternal abode for all the redeemed, those who come to believe and receive Christ. Right. I'd like, you see, yes, carry on, and then um, I'll just interject somewhere. Yes, carry on. God created the earth to be an abode of holy, happy beings. That purpose will be fulfilled when renewed by the power of God and freed from, let's say, sin and sorrow. Then it shall become the eternal home of the redeemed, like it was when God had originally uh, created the heaven, the earth. Right. I'd like, and now God to bring it back. Yes, I'd like us it. to, um, let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse okay. 11. Just to add another thought in here, as you've brought this thought to our attention, of God's plan of redemption. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. Okay. You're going to read that out loud? Yes. Okay. Right, are you there? Okay, yeah, read that. It yeah. says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. And so we see that the Bible states that God says that to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. So God has a timetable, the Bible's explaining to us, and that nothing just happens by chance. Everything happens within its time, within its season, 
and there's a time for every purpose under the heaven. So Amen. in the plan of redemption, it's not as if the Lord is allowing the planet to go on wildly by itself, out of control. Mm. He's allowing everything to happen in its season, and there's a purpose to every time. It's time. Amen. I mean, looking at this world, John, yes. after the fall, the, you know, this is the rain, during the reign of sin, we, um, I mean, we can see the uncertainty in many faces and in the fear that affects every aspect of, um, you know, human life and society. And right. many are driven to the conclusion that there's little or no purpose in the, in, you know, life itself or human life, that God has no program or plan that affects the affairs of human, humanity. But like you just said, John, this is far from the truth. Right. Life is not wholly determined by caprice and change. You know, even Christendom or the church appears to have lost confidence in God's provincial providential you know supervision and program the, you know over the affairs of men and nations and many yes. sat unable to perceive anything good anything ordered or anything benevolently planned in the confusion that surrounds us in the fearful state that the world is in today that we're finding ourselves but the bible tells us otherwise you know it tells us otherwise and if we look at um the wisest man solomon that nice. ever lived he an important principle, important truth. And if you read in Psalms 127, 1, Psalms 127.1. Right. Um, you want me to read this out loud? Yes, please. Okay, Psalms 127.1. He said this. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman walketh but in vain. Right. You know, this is, God has not lost control. He is not without a program and purpose. He's carrying out that purpose and that program right now in heaven. Working for lost humanity. For the affairs of men and nations, right? And this is where the the Bible makes that clear. Yes, and I'd also like us to share. Let's go back to Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse seventeen. Which again gives added um, scriptural evidence of the point. Ecclesiastes okay. chapter three, verse seventeen. It says, "I said in mine heart." God shall judge the righteous and the wicked. And here's the point. For there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. See, and so Amen. once again, we see that there is a ruler of the universe that is in total control for every purpose and every work that goes on in this planet. Now, that doesn't mean that he doesn't give free choice. He allows men to choose their Amen. destiny, as we'll study later on, if not on tonight's show, next week. But God, he sets the boundaries, in essence. So, Amen. have you... The promise yes, carry on, Elder Chris, carry on. And like you said, that time for every purpose. And the scripture is clear. And, uh, and if those um, in the audience who are listening to this tonight, the Bible answers for itself. 
So when you study the Bible, here a little, there a little, put scriptures together, link them together, because then you'll get the full understanding of what God is trying to teach. Um, and what you just said was quite clear in Ecclesiastes um, 3.17. If you were to link that with Isaiah 46, 9 and 10, it also makes that point quite, you know, quite powerfully. Yes, could you um, share that with us, please? Isaiah chapter 49, yes. Verses Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. He said, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there's none else. I am God and there's none like me. And verse 10, declaring, as you said, John, the end from the beginning, from ancient times, the things are that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Right. Yes, excellent Bible verse. And so we can see the Bible does state that God does plan how he rules the universe, and he explains to us as much as we can understand the divine administration, in essence, because he's a sovereign ruler. Amen. You know, God does not stand apart from humanity. You know, we're surrounded by events that are prophetically and spoken about right. in the scripture. The development of what's happening today in society is under his control plan. He is working out his plans in this world. Even where you are and what you are and what you are sent and required to do is part of his divine plan and fully under his control. Right. If we acknowledge this and believe in him, he will reveal this to you as to all of us. Right, and this moves us now on to our second question, which can men know what God's purposes are? Which we've started to answer through scripture. So what would you like to say in relation to well, this? Again, we turn back to the divine revelation. King, you know, David, the prophet and the king, he shares an experience or shares some, um, you know, some, you know, to this thought. And, um, and if you read in um, Psalms 31, 10, 15, he says something that's quite profound in answering to this um, question. Right. And um, and just one scripture I want to share with you on this is Psalms thirty one. Let's let's see. That's Psalms thirty one. The, the psalmist David. Right. Is this? And this is remember speaking about his experience. For my life is spent with grief, my years with sighing, my strength faileth because of my iniquity. And my bones are consumed. I was a reproach among all my enemies, but especially among my neighbors, and a fear to mine acquaintance. They did not see me without. They that did see me fled from me. I am forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am like a broken vessel. For I have heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side while they took counsel together against me. They devised to take away my life. But look at this. But I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my God. Now notice this, verse 15, here's the point. Right. My times are in thy hand. 
my times are in thy hands. Right. But the psalmist, when he said this, that his times and plainly meant that they were in God's power and under his control. Right. Anything God's hand is under his control, within his authority, and fully at his disposal. So right. this follows no one can do anything with which is not in the hand of God or do anything against it unless God permits it so. And this is where, you know, the divine revelation, the future is, the future is in God's hand. Right. So in essence, we don't decide how long we have in this life. God decides mm. that. Is this not this what is the right. Bible is saying to us? Exactly. So that's one aspect of knowing what God's purpose is for us. Are there any more aspects that the Bible declares unto us? You know, we to redeem is to redeem the time that we're living in, but also, you know, the Bible tells us in Ephesians two ten. Another aspect of you know, um, if you turn to the Bible again, uh, if you're there, John, if you want to read that, or if I get there, I'll read that. Yes, if you can um, share the Bible text of us, please. Okay. Ephesians 2 and verse 10. The Bible tells us, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Yeah, so Elder Chris, yeah, so um, what would you like to say about this verse? So, Christ is, you know, we're talking about this program, this the plan of redemption that God has. And Christ is central to this. Because as if we have walked away from the glory of God, outside the garden, outside the fall, Christ, the creator, because it was Christ who created the heavens, that, you know, we spoke about him coming down to this earth. And God has, in Christ, would recreate us, rework in us, refashion us into that likeness of which we spoke of in the beginning when the image of God, when we were made in the image of God. Right. So that aspect that God is recreating us, that we might be um, ready and might be um, um, put, you know, brought back to the, our rightful place. Right. Before entered the world. Okay. Um, can we go to Romans chapter 8, verse 28, please, Elder Chris? Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Would you like me to read this? Uh, yes, please. And we know that all things work it together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Yes. And so we can see here that God calls people according to his purpose. And um, the reason that I thought we could share this text is because it says, and we know all things work together for good to them that love God. So here the Lord is explaining what will happen to those who love him. Amen. That all things will work together for good. And 
One of the reasons I'm sharing this with the listeners tonight is that there are many who are seeking to serve Christ and have served Christ and God for many years, and but their life may not seem to be going the way that they would like it to go. But the Bible teaches us that if we are patient and will wait on the Lord to fulfill his purpose, that all things will work together for our good. See? And so I just want to share this tonight as well in this discussion so that we can have faith and trust in God and let him work out his purpose in our life rather than us seeking to work out our purpose ourselves, Elder Chris. Exactly. Responding to his voice. Responding to his love. Love begets love. God is love. You know, he's not working against our purposes unless our, and we need to kind of just reflect on our, recognize, recognize that there's a bigger plan than maybe our plans. And maybe we need to find out whether our plans fit in within yes. God's plan. Yes, I mean, we can all personally, practically, I'm sure, well, I know that I can state many times that I've sought to work things out this life myself. Mm. And I've fallen flat on my face. Yeah. And then I've realized it's because itself, me, John Noel, is trying to do things in my own strength and power. But the Lord is seeking to teach us day by day that we're to let go and let the Lord take charge of our life. And that's where that promise comes in. Come unto me, all ye that heavy laden. Well, yes. let's read it. Matthew 28. Yes. Go ahead, Elder Chris. Matthew 28, you know, this is, um, and this is one we spoke of being recreated in Christ Jesus. Christ has given us a perfect example, you know, perfect example, how we ought to live. And in Matthew um, 20, um, sorry, Matthew 11, right. Matthew 11, verse 28, he says this. Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yes. That's a call, a personal call from the Father. Right. To come and get to know him intimately. To experience that love. Nothing else can give us that love. You know, our pursuits, our desires, our push to make it in this world, to increase our bank accounts, to, you know, whatever it may be. Christ says, come to me. Yoke up, yoke up. You know, the yoke is on Christ, the yoke is on you. And then he will lift those burdens up. Yes. And that is, you know, to your souls. We need to come into that place where we can surrender to God. Fully surrender. Most certainly. And bring your plans, bring your desires to Christ. And he will will answer those, you know, if it's according to his will. Because he knows better what we need more than what we know. And what was that saying? His thoughts are higher than our thoughts? Yes. Yes. And we, yep, sorry. Yes, carry on, Elder Chris. I'll explain. And we can come to that place where we can acknowledge that that God is, you know, 
able to you know lead us to guide us to teach us to instruct us to work through us yes and renewing us yes and this, know, yes i would just like to say and this moves um me to now to share romans chapter 9 verse 17 okay romans yes is. and I'll, I'll read this when you found the text let me know yeah. romans chapter 9 verse 17 okay because here in this Bible text, the Lord explains what his true full purpose is. And this is, for, this is from the example given from the Pharaoh of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And it says, are you there, Elder Chris? I'm there, I'm there yeah. Well, it says, for the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, even this same purpose have I raised thee up. Now notice that I might show my power in thee and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Amen. See, and so when I had read this Bible text in my study, it made me realize that God's purpose is for his power to be shown through us, because we're the creature, he's the creator. You See, and even the Pharaoh, he didn't realize that he was raised up, you know, in God's providence, that God might show his power in him, and that God's Amen. name might be declared through the earth. And the reason that I'm sharing this is that it's important for us to understand that the whole reason why God has created his beings is to declare his, his power and his name. his name through his created beings, you see? So, and yes. what you just said, and look at the previous verse, really, yes. before it says this. So it's not him that willeth, nor him that runneth, but God that showeth mercy. Right. You see, this is what's behind it. Pharaoh refused to acknowledge God, like you said. Yes. Even though he, the judgments were falling upon Egypt, even though miracles you know, were there, he refused. And the heart, more he refused, the harder his heart became until it was hardened, where even the, he would not submit. Yes. You see, and... Elder Chris, again, can we go to First John chapter three, verse eight, mm-hmm. and I'll read this Bible text. Okay. First John chapter three, verse eight. With remembering the thought that the Bible teaches us that God purposes for His power and His name to be shown throughout the earth. And look at what it's, it says here now, and because obviously we're looking at why was sin permitted. Mm-hmm. And um, are you there, Elder Chris? I'm there. Yeah, it says here, he that committeth sin is of the devil. And as we've seen in the previous shows that the Bible plainly states this. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. Here we see the origin of, of sin, the first sinner. Now look, it okay. says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. So now God's explaining to us its purpose, to manifest the Son of God, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen. See? And so, therefore... The Bible's explaining to us that the power of God and his name is declared through Christ and through the power that's shown through him to destroy the works of the devil. And, you know, this is very powerful because it shows, this is a testimony to the world that unless people rely upon and receive the power of Christ, they have no power against the devil. That's right. And we have two masters here. 
we can either acknowledge God, yes, the creator of heaven and the earth, the one that loves humanity to so much that he would be willing even to die for humanity, in which he did die. Yes. Or we have another master who deceitful, lies, the father of lies, hatred. We see the consequences of sin. And sadly, because we're immune, we live on this earth as full of sin. Yes. Many are choosing to follow, are in bondage to the sin. Yes. But Christ is calling us to come and abide in him. The father is saying, I've sent my son to save you, to bring yes. you into that plan. Yes, and we can see, therefore, why the conflict on this earth is so great and why there's so much antagonism against Christianity because Satan's trying his best to divert people from Christ and from the power that he has and from his entering into our lives to reveal God and for God to show himself through Christ, through us. You see, this is really, really, um, for me and for my understanding of the scripture, this is really the most important thing understand about the gospel that through christ the power of god is revealed to humanity he came to reveal his father didn't he yes to reveal god's law to reveal his love very much so you see and so it's all it's all about from from my understanding it's all what the bible teaches it's all about us learning about the godhead through christ because we Amen. can't he came to reveal the Father, as you said. And the Bible says, um, let's go to First John chapter 5. First John chapter 5. And um, okay. this Bible text here, because it says here, what does it say in... Um, First John chapter 5, verse 7. For it says, There are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, mm. capital F, the Word, capital W, and the Holy Ghost. And Amen. these three are one. You see? And so the Father, God the Father, the Word, who is Christ, the Word of God, and the Holy Ghost, the third person of the Godhead. These three are one. And all in this time that we're in, the powers on this earth are trying to blind people's mind to the truth that there is a Godhead, mm. a beings who have eternal power, who do rule the universe, but there's one fallen angel that's seeking to, to divert people's minds from the true rulers of the universe and to divert worship from the creator to him, the creature. Amen. He's trying to separate us from the Father. Yes. You're saying. Yes. So and yeah. Yes. So I carry on Elder Chris because time is no. moving on. And um yes, finish your thought if you've got any other thoughts yes. on this purpose. You know, Christ is saying as a father loved Jesus, so he's loved you. And he wants us to continue in this love. Now we know that the love of God is his commandments. Because if that love abides in you then his character 
You know, you're, you're obedient to his commandments. As Christ kept his father's commandments. That's how he abide, abided in his father's love. We too are to abide in Christ's love by obeying his commandments. And when we do that, the Bible clearly says in John chapter 15, verse 11, you know, these things he said, I have spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and your joy might be full. There's no other joy greater than this, than to abide in Christ and be under his divine plan and purpose. Yes. Brother Chris, if you don't mind, let's go to John chapter 15, verse 10. Okay. Just to once again reiterate to the listeners, because you mentioned that to keep the commandments is to abide in God's love. It's just for those who may not have read this Bible text before, just for us to share this text with our listeners here. That's John chapter 15, verse 10, and I shall read. It says, If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So Jesus explained that it's by keeping God's commandments that we abide, remain in his love. And notice, as you rightly said, the Bible teaches that the example that we have is how Jesus kept the commandments and abode in the Father's love. Amen. So I just wanted just to go through that text here. Um, so, okay. Other Chris, is we... Yes, yeah, so this is quite powerful because, you know, God has not abdicated his sovereignty, sovereign, or sovereignty, I should say. Right. That sovereignty extends over the earth as well as over heaven. Nothing is made plainer in the word of God that all history, all past, present, and future are in the hands of God. Right. And, you know, you know the Bible says um, in Deuteronomy 3.3, 3, Yea, he loved the people. That's what we were speaking about, loving. Yes, right. And then he says, all his saints are in thy hand right those who come to believe in christ yes and believe christ are in the hands of god yes you see and again shouldn't this be a word of encouragement to us to be faithful to the lord and because once we submit ourselves to him then he has us in his care and the holy scriptures we have heaven's divine revelation that brings us to men the knowledge of god and his divine purposes Yes. And this is, we need to make that clear. If, you know, you know, Bible study, spending time in the yes. Bible. Well, most certainly. And that's, again, you know, it's a vital point, isn't it, Elder Chris? That it's through the Bible, it's through the Word of God that we understand God's purposes. So if we're not studying the Bible, how can we know God's purpose? And when we study the Bible, we find that the promise is also, it's that God has chosen a people. He's, chosen a church god has purpose to give the world an opportunity to become acquainted with his plan and purpose through the church yes and we can read that in uh, ephesians 3 9 and 10 yes um and um if you want to turn there ephesians 3 9 and 10 yes the Bible says this. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Now the mystery is the plan of God's salvation. 
which from the beginning of the world have been hidden God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Amen. And look at verse 11. According to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Right. God has eternal purpose, eternal plan for, you know, you and I. Yes. And again we see which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So time and time again we see through the scriptures that Christ is the central person for whom the Godhead are to reveal their power. Now, Elder Chris, we're going to have a short break for some music and we'll come back and we'll round off for this evening's discussion. This world or my fondest dreams, I have renounced sin and all of its pleasures. Jesus is mine, there's nothing between. Like worldly pleasures All my habits of life Though harmless they seem Must not my heart From Him ever sever He is my Between I surrender 
Cause there's nothing between Oh, nothing between Lord, nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing No, cause I surrender I surrender I surrender all Oh, Lord, I surrender Thank you for my victory Lord, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, yes, I surrender, I surrender Chris, final thoughts for tonight. Yes, and uh, just from our study this evening, looking at God's plan and purpose, you know, God wants to fully manifest His love to this world. He wants to display this love. And that's why He's opened the whole treasury of heaven. The, the gift of you know, Jesus and sending Jesus, He's opened all heaven to fallen man. You know, uh, I've read that having collected the riches of the universe and laid open the resources of infinite power, he gave, he gave them all to the hands of Christ. And he said to his son, all these are for mankind. And that invitation is for all of us to come. Seek, you know, first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And we pray that all of us can take the time to study, come to the Word of God and, you know, get these answers. Not only get these answers, by getting these answers, you will, you know, abide in God's love and be prepared to enter into the kingdom of heaven one day. Amen. Elder Chris, thank you for your time this evening. And shall we pray to close the discussion? So would you mind praying for us, for the listeners, this evening? Gracious Heavenly Father, you have come to save to the uttermost. There's not any one of us here that have gone so far down that you're not able to lift up. And wherever we are, wherever part of the country, you have found us, you have spoken to us, you have provided us salvation, you have asked us to come near to you, to lift up our heads for our redemption draweth nigh, but we may come to fully understand your love and abide in this love and one day for eternity be in thy kingdom. Help us, Father, to receive you and to 
to spend time with you in prayer and study. I pray that this um, hour of study might rekindle a desire and longing to be right with you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Elder Chris, thank you for joining us this evening, and we look forward to you joining us next week as we continue the discussion, Why Was Sin Permitted? Listeners, if you have any questions or if you'd like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 07944 If you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address and we will send you a free tract called Why Was Sin Permitted? Those who are living outside the UK can request for an electronic version to be sent to them free. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section and find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At Chapter 7, you will find the subject Sin. This will give you more information about today's topic. So next week, we'll continue to discuss the question, Why was sin permitted? Well, that's it for tonight's show. Until next week, good night and God bless. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.